This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Former President Donald Trump sued Google, Facebook, and Twitter for violating his First Amendment rights. But does his argument hold water? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here with us to discuss this is CNET reporter Aaron Carson, who listened in on the press conference yesterday. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks for having me. So what is the crux of Trump's lawsuit? Right. So, you know, kind of like you mentioned, um, he is alleging that the social media uh, platforms are essentially, you know, impinging on his First Amendment rights. And he's also taking issue with something called uh, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Right. And it's not just the companies he's targeting, right? He's actually suing the individual CEOs, too. That's right. He has filed these three separate suits, and each one names not only the company itself, so Twitter, Google, and Facebook, but also their CEOs. And I mean, looking at this, does this complaint, does he have a point with this complaint? Is he being censored? So, you know, in a case like this, sort of the best thing we can do is look at other similar instances. And in the past, what we have seen is that other lawsuits that have, you know, kind of alleged similar things like First Amendment infringement generally have not gone very far. They've gotten shot down pretty quickly. And one of the main reasons for this is that when you're talking about the First Amendment, it applies to the government and the idea of the government infringing on your rights. So, um, that doesn't. That's not really the case when you're talking about like a private company, right? The the oftentimes I think there's a there's a folks who conflate the the First Amendment rights as something that's universal and that's clear. If you are um, on a service or a platform run by a private company, those First Amendment rights don't necessarily hold. Uh, I'm I'm curious, just as a refresher for for listeners. What is the status of the bans that were put in place on President, former President Donald Trump after the January 6th insurrection? So on Twitter, he has been banned permanently. Um, on Facebook, they kind of recently uh, announced that he is going to be banned for at least two years. And that's a decision that comes from their independent oversight board. And so at that point, they're going to, I guess, kind of reappraise the case and figure out what to do from there. Um, and in Google, which owns YouTube, uh, in this case has also extended, uh, his suspension, but we don't know, I think right now, how long that's going to go for. Right. I think they offer sort of a vague explanation of when it, when it would no longer be dangerous, I think would, is when he would be brought back online, but it's, it's a little unclear there. Uh, I know this is filed as a class action lawsuit, so who else is taking part in this? 
So yesterday in the press conference, um, one of Trump's associates mentioned that there's like a website that people can visit if they feel like they have also been you know, wronged in a similar fashion, that they have had things on social media that have been taken down for you know reasons that they do not uh, agree with. So it looks like he is trying to essentially gather up um members of of the public of the you know american citizenry or whatever to to uh join him in in this sort of legal quest got it and and so you mentioned earlier that he also cites section 230 of the communications decency act uh and i i scanned through the lawsuits briefly i noticed it was mentioned there a couple of times well first off can you just give me a quick summary of what Section 230 is and why this it's being invoked in this case. Right. So, you know, Section 230 um, is basically this thing that affords protections to internet companies like Google or Facebook or Twitter or what have you. And it essentially says that they are not liable for what gets posted on their sites or their platforms. Um, you know, and some of the argument in the past has been that having this kind of protection has ena- like enabled these companies to kind of grow and become what they are today. Um, but, you know, for Trump, uh, this is sort of a regular talking point of of his and some, you know, other like conservative folks um, who feel that this has just kind of gotten out of control and that these protections are are way too broad um, for our kind of current day compared to, you know, when this Communications Decency Act was first created in the mid-90s. I find it interesting that that gets invoked because, you know, that that often is a, it's a clause that's protecting essentially these companies from being sued for inflammatory content or posts. And oftentimes it's, the very inflammatory content and posts that are being taken down that it seems like Trump and maybe uh, folks who uh, are Trump supporters have sort of laid criticism for, right? Is that is that kind of the dynamic? Am I, am I oversimplifying things or is that kind of like the the contradictory situation we find ourselves in? So I think this is a situation where it can kind of cut both ways and it really depends um, on kind of what lens you're looking through and how you're defining what is the inflammatory content or what is uh, sort of, you know, going off the rails here in terms of, of you know, moderation or making these decisions as far as what is okay to have on a platform and what's not. No, that's a really good point. And, and I will note that this uh, Trump ticking shots at Section 230, that isn't necessarily a uh, unique thing. There are folks on the, the left side of things, President Biden, uh, who have taken shots at Section 230 and have, have looked at whether or not we need to, um, if not remove it outright, but at least adjust it or reframe it so it is so it doesn't give full blanket protection to some of these tech companies. Um, you listened in on the press conference that uh, roughly about 40 minutes or so. Did you learn any tidbits from the, the presser or the, the Q&A after the announcement? Right. So, you know, um, we haven't really maybe seen recently um, 
a press conference of his like this in a while. So he really just kind of rolled through a lot of his kind of, uh, you know, common talking points and whatnot mixed in with, um, you know, all the other information about these suits. Right. It seemed like I was I was paying attention to some of it, but it definitely did seem like he stuck to the party line. There wasn't a lot new. I think, you know, he was asked whether or not he would want to settle and he said he wasn't looking to settle, I guess, as one aspect. But again, a lot of that was just was talk. And it seemed like there were a lot of the same gripes that we've heard from Trump about these social media companies. Right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this has been fodder for him for, for quite a while. So there wasn't anything that was necessarily brand new in what he was saying. So it was uh, a lot of familiar beats. And, and Trump, since his ban, uh, since the bans from the various social platform companies, he's really struggled to find a broad audience. Uh, what Do you know what he's doing? I mean, beyond this lawsuit, what, what is he doing to, in an attempt to kind of reach out to his his followers? Right. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's it's been definitely been a, a struggle to kind of find a place that is commensurate uh, to the reach that he was getting on, you know, Twitter and whatnot. Um, he had a, a blog set up for a while that was kind of short lived. Um and it seems to not necessarily pull in tons of traffic. Uh, we also have heard reports that um, one of his former senior advisors, Jason Miller, is reportedly behind a social media app called Getter, which kind of bills itself as a non-biased social network for people all over the world. Um, it was it was briefly hacked over the weekend, but um, but yeah, there's still kind of that question of of how do you find your audience if you're not in those kind of big predictable places where you were? Yeah, and I know uh, without the the wattage star wattage power of Trump in these kind of niche conservative social networks, they've really struggled to find an audience. Um, thank you. I mean, this is obviously not going to go away, but Aaron, thank you for your time. You can check out her story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>